Hi, welcome to Stetha Show, the only podcast clinically proven to not raise your cholesterol. I'm your host, Scotty. And I'm a co-host, Andrew. And today, we are here to talk about medical school. Andrew, how are you feeling after that first anatomy exam? First anatomy exam or uh, first block? (laughs) (laughs) Did it ever actually feel like we were done with anatomy? Because I I feel like we're about to start on parts of the body that don't exist. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's so much. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what uh, we want me to say about anatomy. It was just our nose to the grindstone for for eight weeks, and then all of a sudden we uh, we ran out of parts to talk about. <laughs> so now we're moving <laughs> on to like uh, what all bacteria do. Okay, so some some background for the viewers. Um, me and Andrew are both students of the University College of Medicine. We just got done with our first, I guess you call it a block, because I don't know that you can call that a block. Because people call it a block, but generally it blocks seem to be shorter than this. So would you call it a course? Uh, yeah. I mean, i just go ahead and call it a block. I mean, we're, we're back to, uh, I mean, at least for me, this is uh, this type of sketch is more similar to like middle school than college <laughs> that's true but like every, getting every... trimesters done you know um yeah but no i mean like you take a course for a little bit and then we move on to something that's entirely different from that course and uh i, I guess that's you could call it a block might as well i don't know because i it i know that i have friends at like uh cincinnati i think i have a couple at like lmu and they'll like be like done with my third block and i'm like then what do they consider a block? Because, you know, we've spent eight weeks in this, and if that's a block, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've heard any, like, professors use that term yet. Well, no, that's probably not true. Nah, beats me. Okay, so um, so this first show... Um, for, I can't believe it. I started a podcast. I never thought I'd be one of those guys that starts a podcast. But um, uh, so let's talk about the aim of the show before we just, you know, talk about who we are and what we do. The aim of this podcast, hopefully, is to inform pre-medical students in college and any students in high school looking to, to go through the medical field because um, – this is a little bit of my background, but this, I I didn't have this kind of stuff when I was in high school. Like it, it did not, no one came in to talk to us about what to do about it. Like if you wanted to become a doctor, what do you do? I mean, Andrew, how was your high school experience with that? Uh, we had a, we had a trade school attached. <laughs> we, we get, uh, we, we, we could, uh, go and, uh, you know, figure out how to program stuff or, or, uh, fix lawnmowers. <laughs> as far as as far as medical school, I don't think uh, I don't think my school was really concerned with anyone making it here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think one thing in my high school, I remember this like like it happened yesterday because of how kind of absurd it was because mm-hmm. we were having like a job fair and you you put on a piece of paper what you wanted to do and at that time I wasn't really sure but I was kind of flirting with the idea of something in medicine so I put it let's let's go to the top let's put doctor I put a doctor. And instead of a physician, they sent me a medical coding professional. 
who um had no idea what, like she was a nice lady but like yeah. medical coding isn't even remotely close to most things in the medical field and that's not there's no shade on medical coders but it's just such a different thing it's more office work than medical work i would say so I mean, she yeah they're the ones that are just like deciding what uh if i'm not mistaken here they're the ones that decide what kind of codes go on the billing and i it, actually i would like to have a medical coder come on in a future episode but but so she came in and she told me she was like yeah you know most people it's almost a requirement to get your master's degree to go into medical school. And I think she's like, well, you know, if you get your PhD, it'll be a little easier. I'm like, no, at, at, the time, no. Yeah, at the time, I believe that because who else was telling me stuff? So, um, yeah. And, and that I just, because my parents are pretty blue collar, you know, they didn't really go to any big schools. My mom done a few courses for psychology and at a community mm-hmm. college, but I didn't know any better than that. So when I when I got to, I took a few summer courses uh, in PEP before I started college. And I was like, oh hey, um, she completely lied to me because I don't know that she lied. No, I, 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 didn't I, know I would call a lie. Yeah, she just didn't know what she was talking about. Because I mean, to be fair, a lot of people before they enter medical school will usually do a master's in science or like an MBA, but to call it a requirement is just. She, yeah. she just had a lot of secondhand knowledge, I think. So yeah, she, she was talking about things that she didn't really have like a good grasp on. I mean, imagine, mm. imagine uh, sitting around doing your thing, and then someone just comes up and asks, like, "Hey, uh, I, I've been really thinking about just um, uh, starting starting tours of England. Uh, what what do you think I need to do to start start off my business of giving tours around England?" It's like, um, I think you get a bus, and, and and then and then you learn how to pull the lever and let people on. That's that's probably it. That's probably it. You gotta get a double decker bus. You have to be stereotypical, stereotypically British. Yeah. Um, but um, so I I think that was my thing. So when I got to college, I would come and talk to my old high school through a few teachers that that I really knew, and I would talk to the kids about this and that and. Overall, people in my area aren't super. I mean, come on, think about when you were in high school. You're not engaged to to listen to some random dude talking to you. But I I really like that because like then I would get people come up after class who maybe didn't ask questions in class and they were maybe mm-hmm. too afraid. But then like, hey, how do we do this? And um, and I would tell them and and I think that I I have a good chance now that we're both here, um, to 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 use this podcast to kind of do the same thing because. I I think most of the medical podcasts I've ever listened to were like by people who had every advantage in the world. They could take $3,000 prep classes for certain things. They had a way to get into honors. And um, well, that just isn't most people that, that end up becoming physicians, at least not in my experience. So um, I would consider us pretty ordinary dudes compared to some of these, these people that have popular shows. So, you know, I want us to put our side out there. So that's the aim of the show. Unless yeah. you know, you got anything else you want to add? I mean, nothing else really. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a podcast from uh, from two people who uh, didn't really uh, take the most expensive route here. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember like looking at some of the Kaplan courses, and uh, oh god, go, yeah, oh my god, I I'll actually go look them up right now. 
because I forget how expensive they were, but it was ridiculous, I believe. Well, I believe it was I believe it was three thousand dollars, like in the, in that range. Yeah. Let me just go look it up here. Because when are you so when are we take let's pretend like we have three months before we have to do it. Which yeah. Online course plus um Kaplan don't sue me, three thousand dollars minimum. Or you could pay two hundred and fifty dollars a month, which that's a car payment, I would say. And they have some yeah. cheaper ones, but oh, they have more expensive ones too. If you want a tutor, and th- this is like COVID safe, so it's just oh, online. Your your Zoom Zoom meeting with this person is almost four thousand. Here's five weeks for seven thousand dollars. My family couldn't have even come close to that. Oh my God, that is just so bizarre to me. I didn't even know it could get up that high. But yeah, so like most people aren't that way. So, no. And yeah. I'm, no doubt that these courses will help. I'm not dissing Kaplan and their resources. Oh, for but, sure they'll help. I mean, any, anything that you do to help you like study and pass is going to help in some way. It'll manifest. It's just a matter of can you even afford it? Yeah, it's just such a privileged place that you can hand some company seven thousand dollars for a test. Yeah, so. I can, yeah. I, I mean, if you think about the logic of it all, I I, I guess it it makes sense to be able to charge it that much because it, you know, um, uh, med students are a determined to get where they're going to go, which is med school, and that's a pretty hard route. And second. They're already going to be taking on tons of debt, so I guess Kaplan's just like, uh, well, a little bit more on the fire, whatever. But it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, so, like, you know, and I, I would argue some people who want to become physicians or families, typically, you know, mom or dad, maybe even, mm-hmm. usually, sometimes both. I and mean, There's a lot of physicians that marry, but... um. If you're a physician, you're usually not bad off in terms of finances. So these these kids, you know, like want to do what mom and dad do. That's a pretty human experience. So, but they have the means, and that's I would say that's that population. But then there's a lot more of us who who don't have that sort of deal. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's 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 kind of it's a it's a market that's for sure. So I guess I can't blame it, but it's not fair. I would say yeah, it, it can be really really pricey just trying to even get into medical school much less actually uh, actually paying for it but uh, it, hmm. oh i was just gonna say like uh you, you were talking about parents some um, uh parents being in medicine sometimes people want to follow uh so I, I guess that's kind of a good segue into scotty why did you want to do medicine why did i want to do medicine so that yeah, the is question a, we've been asked like 30 yeah. times uh, a year since yeah, uh, the, becoming pre-med and then med students oh my every icebreaker but um oh uh, exactly the long answer is just complicated um but let, you know what it's a podcast we got all day um so i a, a big part of me when i was younger and um i really wanted to kind of a lot of people who grow up in this area like the idea of of going to the military so i i don't know i just kind of grew up looking at um military movies uh my dad was a marine for a brief stint kind of but before they did like a kind of mass firing 
not firing. They didn't. They kind of downsized the military a little bit. Back in the day, um, my grandfather was in the military. Uh, my great grandfather was in the military. Um, all before everyone went to the coal mines. So it was kind of like military, and then my dad did coal mine stuff. And he, he did like mine rescue. He worked as a firefighter. I was like, you know what? This medicine stuff seems kind of nifty. And I always, this is such a stereotypic, stereotypic answer that I found out, but I love science just from a young age. And even mm-hmm. I, I always, when I was in eighth grade, I, <laughs> I had a debate with my science teacher about one of the bones in the leg. And he said it was this. And I said it was that. And then we looked it up and I was right. And he, uh, he didn't like me very much after that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he didn't like you because you were a turbo nerd, Scotty. You were showing up with a you're showing up with a phone powered by a potato and <laughs> two two nickels. Of course, he didn't like you. <laughs> he was just trying to show us Bill Nye videos to to get the day going, and I had to debate him about the position of the tibia and the leg. Oh, looking back on it, I was such a nerd. I hated it, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so I get into high school. I mentioned there's not many resources. And um, at that point, I, I really hadn't thought about medicine at all until – and I'm going to name drop her because hopefully she plays this podcast in class. Tammy Brock, my – my, so this is a little complicated. She's my college English teacher in high school because they, like, mm-hmm. did dual credit. I'm sure most people will know what that is. And um, I was like, you know, I really want to go to college. No one in my family has really gone to college, but I don't know what to do to get there. And she said, well, first, you're going to need to pad your resume. So she sent me, she's like, you know, here's a summer camp. You know, it's kind of hard to get into and it's pretty prestigious around here. But I, I think you should give it a shot. And it was PEP, which is a professional education preparation program for those not acquainted. And um, it, it focuses mostly on medicine. There's So this one was from the University of Pikeville. They have their own osteopathic medical school and we worked with cadavers we did all that and then um, i was like you know what this seems i like this a lot the science portion and then there was like a very specific part where i was in the hospital for with the doctor and um, they had to put a line in because this person had began aspirating at least that's how i remember it and i was like and it was just such a rush they were like running in they it was a kind of a graphic scene if, if you're not um, acquainted with that sort of thing and I said, that, that's what I want to do. So um, I i applied to UK because it's the only school I even considered going to. Um, I was very lucky to get a scholarship and then federal funds helped pay my way through school because I can't pay $7,000 for a Kaplan class. Imagine trying to pay for a big state school like UK. So I, uh, I majored in biology and uh, we'll talk probably later on in a few episodes about what you should major in. Uh, the short answer is whatever the heck you want to major in. That's yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, I originally did a few minors, photography, microbiology. It kind of ended up not liking either of those things outright. So I eventually switched. It's not, a, it's not technically a minor, but it is. And I did physiology and, um, and uh, I knew I wanted to go to medicine. I had some experiences um, in the real world where I had to um, save someone's life before help could arrive. And um, I just realized that's what I wanted to do. And um, I applied, and here I am. How about you? Let's hear your story. Ah, uh, so oh, where do I where do I start? I don't want to ramble on too much and just be like, oh, when I was born. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll just focus on uh, the first. The first time I remembered like considering medicine, uh, it, it was it was a coalition of like, and again, stereotypical answer. I was like, oh, science is pretty neat. I, I like I like that, and uh, and you know, people are pretty cool. Don't like seeing them hurt. So let's let's kind of mix these two together. Oh, oh, doctor. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. And uh, the first time I ever like mentioned it to anyone was uh, we were it was me and my dad driving somewhere, and I just turned to him for whatever reason. I was like, "Dad, is is med school expensive?" And he jerked the wheel a little bit just out of shock. <laughs> and it's like he was like, "Yeah, yeah, a little bit." And uh, after that, I started again. Uh, as you said, flirting with the idea of it until eventually uh, it, it gotten around somehow. I don't know how this became gossip or something, but it got around the school that I wanted to be a doctor. And uh, this uh, this girl in one of my classes, her name was Holly, and I owe her a lot just because of this one move. She um. Uh, she was she was one of the people that went to like the trade school that was attached to this, to uh, to our regular high school, and when she came back, uh, she was she was doing that for nursing. When she came back, uh, she uh, she saw me in this English class we had together and was like, "Hey, you you want to you want to be a doctor, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan right now." And she she, uh, she handed me this flyer she'd gotten, and she was like, "Hey." Uh, this uh, this this program is for people that think they want to be doctors. It maybe apply, and it was AHEC. Uh, coincidentally, where uh, me and Scotty met, and AHEC is uh, AHEC is like a catch and release type program. Uh, they fish schools that are uh, that are in kind of the Appalachian region, uh, reel in kids, and then tag them. <laughs> And release them back out into the wild after uh, showing them a thing or two about medicine, hoping that uh, they will actually go to medical school one day and then maybe go back into Appalachia and help their communities out. That is such an so. interesting way to describe a summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, that's what they are. I, um, that's the express purpose that UK has for has for doing them. Um, and by all means, it's great programs because it, it whenever whenever i went in there there was there was one moment in particular uh it was it was going to uh it, it was i don't know if you remember this going to the uh going to the helicopter pad and uh and as we were like about to come off of it or maybe go on to it uh helicopter landed and we got to see someone wheeled in uh and it was it was just like the look in the people's eyes as they were wheeling them in, like, yeah, we got this. We know what we're doing. This guy's uh, this guy's not gonna this guy's not gonna get hurt. We're fine. It was that look in their eye that made me be like, oh, definitely medicine, definitely medicine. Because uh, when I was when I was in, in eighth grade, uh, my dad suffered a heart attack, and being around that, and especially in an eighth graders mind you feel kind of helpless you know mm -hmm. you're, you're like oh there's 
Uh, there's there's jack I can do for for my own dad right now. Uh, he needs he needs someone that actually knows what they're doing. So maybe it was the two connecting right there, whereas like that sense of helplessness I had in eighth grade when my dad was having a medical issue, and then fast forwarding to to these people that were just stone faced and determined in the face of someone who was a uh, think I think had like some blunt force trauma because there was a lot of blood. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Two, the the two just synapsed and I was like, cool. Then yeah. uh, then the rest of the the rest of the course is pretty standard. Uh, I went to the University of Kentucky to uh to get my undergraduate degree in uh it technically chemistry, but it had a biochemistry focus it was like the biochemistry path i don't know i went to i went to uk because it had uh it had a lot of amenities we'll say mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh there's there's plenty of research opportunities involved which i never even did research so go figure uh, a lot of extracurriculars um a lot of like good resources you could reach out for and ended up working for one of those resources as, as a uh, calculus tutor. Uh, and I guess most importantly of all, they, uh, they, they offered me a, a scholarship that was decent enough for me to <laughs> uh, afford it because uh, I had to interview for my scholarship. And whenever I went in there, I was, I was pretty straightforward with them in saying uh, when they asked what would make me come there, I'm like the, the money, are you kidding me? I'm trying to go into medicine. That's four years um, of extreme debt. If I just take on debt when I'm in medicine, that is uh, that's like a quarter of a million dollars. I I don't want to be in debt before I go there. So the more money I have on the table now, the more likely I'm to go here. That is a very efficient and blunt answer. And um, that well, that's I. I told them they uh, they asked what other schools I was planning on going to, and I was like, "Well, EKU uh, is probably probably where I'm uh, where I'm going right now because they had offered me like full full tuition." I was like, "Cool, yeah, that's where I'm going." Uh, and when they asked me to interview for a scholarship here, I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's no way I'm getting it." So uh, so when I went in and they asked me, uh, you know, what would make me go, I was like, <laughs> "Money." EK, you offered me a full ride. If if I can't uh, if I can't get some money here, I gotta go there because I don't want to be in debt. And that, somehow that worked. It was pretty ballsy, but it worked. Yeah, the admissions office loves to hear alumnus talk about like how it was the right school because it's a perfect environment, and mm-hmm. and that's and that's something you say if you're you're pretty privileged and you could afford to go there without help. Um, you had options. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't have those options, especially me. Um, if I, I would have had to go somewhere else because I can't mm-hmm. pull that money out of my rear end. And um, unfortunately I'm learning that there are loan limits. So even if I would have put it all on the loans, that would affect my graduate school. I, I believe, I don't know if that's correct, but there is limit. Like you can't just pull out a lot of money. Yeah. And, like they're they're like, hey man, there's three three hundred thousand dollars is as much as you can pull out. That's not the exact number, but um, mm-hmm. so me and me and Andrew are both in the University of Kentucky College of Medicine. And uh, just a quick disclaimer: 
although we are positioned to act as representatives, being medical students, we are not representatives of the school. Any opinions discussed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the Kentucky College of Medicine. So get that out of the way because they asked me the, to say that. <laughs> I think that's no, no. a disclaimer. So, yeah, we're not exactly like the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to put us on on blast with the administration by talking about um, potentially um, sensitive topics. Although I think later, because uh, um, I wish President Trump the best with his diagnosis, but it, it's kind of interesting how presidential medicine works because obviously he's not a regular citizen. So they're just so they would it would be easier for them to pull the trigger on experimental procedures and I, I think that's an interesting talking point for a later episode yeah just the ethics involved around that yeah um i think sure. i read i think i read today that they were treating with redemzavir which um i i heard that was promising but i haven't seen any more news about it so i guess that'll be interesting to look into um one more thing uh with the the college of medicine. So we don't step on our own toes here is um, we are going to have an email line open for questions because I, I would love to answer questions on, on air about you know questions that people are actually asking, not just ones that we're like, man, wouldn't it be a great idea to talk about this? That's, that's uh, that seems like a, an FAQ type question. Yeah. So um, I'm going to drop our email here so they can ask it's, Stetho show podcast at Gmail. Um, so S T E T H O S H O W P O D C S C A S T. Just so no one's confused because I misspelled stethoscope enough times to know that it's Stetho show and not Stetho show. So, but um, you can ask any questions you want. It can be about college, how to get into college, how to get into medical school, how to choose a college, anything relating to before you you want to get to medical school yeah but you can even um, ask some questions about being in medical school but know that it's going to be uh a, a kind of narrowed look into medical school because mm-hmm. again we are both going to the same one yeah um so another disclaimer is we are contracted to not talk about the content of our coursework although That's a um, big one. yeah we can't talk about what they ask us, how they test us. We can't talk about that, but to be fair, standard to, stuff to ensure that the content remains like we, we remain accredited. We can actually train doctors. Yeah. So, um, but, um, if you're going to ask me like, Oh, well, what are they talking about? Head and neck. Well, everyone has the same thing in their head and neck. So just go look up some head and neck anatomy and you'll have a pretty general idea. Uh, the big thing is, is you ask, what kind of questions do they ask on exams? We can't tell you that, unfortunately. We can't even talk about it to our own professors. So if you say it yeah. out loud, you'll get in trouble. So we're going to avoid any of that. Um, but anything else, I mean, I, I, if we get like 10 people watch the show and they engage with us, I'll be happy. Like we don't have to get a big show. If I help one person by doing this, that's that's my goal of this. So. Plus, it doesn't take much to do, considering we're just running this off Discord. Running this off Discord and just uh, just talking extemporaneously, which means we're pulling it out of our butt. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Um, so we actually, so we actually just got done. I think we mentioned this with our anatomy block. So we're officially through our first round 
of medical school testing. Um, we had three exams. Um, and it, it, I'll tell you what, it's very, if, if I studied the way that I do right now in college, I would have a 4.1 GPA. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my yeah. God. In, in college, you think you're studying, like, it, it's always relative, right? Mm-hmm. In, in high school, I, I thought I, I thought there was like one or two exams where I, where I studied pretty hard. And so it, it's, it's bound to be, it's bound to be as good as it gets as far as work goes. And then college hit and I'm like, Oh, I got to change it up a bit. And when I thought I was studying really hard in college, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is what good studying is. Now I'm in medical school and I'm like, ah, I'm studying pretty hard right now. And I really don't know if it can exceed this. Yeah. So that, that that's a great point because I was told this was going to happen. You know, you're always like, yeah, whatever boomer. And uh, then, it, <laughs> then it, <laughs> yeah, boomer to a 23 year old med student. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, in high school, didn't study. If I needed to look at anything, I usually did it five minutes before an exam. Um, the exams are like five questions, and you have to like write out your little paragraph of what you thought about Huck Finn or whatever. Yeah. In college, in an anatomy I, exam in high school, it's just like an arrow pointing to a person. It's like, what is this? <laughs> a human? Yeah. Good job, A+. I saw a meme that was like, uh, it was just like, it was pointing at ear, and the answer is ear. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, so then I got to to college, and I realized I didn't really know how to study, but I kind of like abashedly would do it. So I would like just look at the material, just stare at it for an hour, and then I'd do all right on the exam. I mean, I wasn't a big stud or anything in college, but. Um, and I got to medical school and I, I tried to do that for our first exam. And when that, um, burned down like a, uh, when that burned down like a dry tree, I was like, oh crap, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I had to really adjust it. It's some, I said I would never do flashcards. I did flashcards for the second mm-hmm. exam. This last exam, I stopped doing the flashcards and just kind of did the, kind of the same thing I did the first one. And I, I felt better about it. But then, like, it it didn't go as well either. So, um, it, it studying is a thing that's going to fluctuate over time, and um, it's it's normal. But holy crud, like you said, med, medical school. So UK has a a three two one policy. They recommend you study today's material that you did today for three hours, yesterday's material for two hours, and then tomorrow's material for for one hour. So that's six hours of studying, and you think that sounds impossible now. But they give no. you a lot of time to do it, too. Well, that's something I really appreciate because some medical schools kind of do it like old school. They'll go from 8 in the morning to 4 p.m. in the evening. And that they go through stuff slower. But think about how much time you don't have to do anything after that. Yeah, it, it's very nice. Uh, we We start at 9 a.m. and we end at noon. There's mm-hmm. three hours of class, and then the rest of the day... It's yours, and you can do with it what you will. Yeah, you should yeah. study, but if if you're really just not in the mood that day, you can take a couple hours off and like take a nap or something, and then try and get get on your study. So, so yeah, so my big thing with studying is um, I don't study great at, in the morning after class because if I go to class, I listen. I usually don't listen good enough and I'll sit there on my phone or something because, you know, not everything they say is going to be important. Um, But uh, I would go, I'd just get tired, I eat lunch, and then I 
I would force myself to study, but I was never in it. So I like start studying at the end of the day. And then, and then I learned, I'm like, well, like I said, I, I would look at my phone. Like, well, I should stop going to lecture outright. If all I'm going to do is be bored through it, mm-hmm. I'd rather wait until they post them and then watch them at like two speed, you know, get through the kind of the, the novel stuff they talk about yeah. and then study. I study better later at night. So I will say with, with, how UK system works. It, it's a lot more flexible, but unfortunately, I can't really speak in any other systems to say whether or not it's it's different yeah. or not. I mean, there may be some systems that mean you don't know about that would actually work better for both of us, but uh, yeah. UK, UK system, as, as far as I'm concerned, is really, really good. I, th- I think they pay a lot of attention to their students' needs and our stress levels, and it's appreciated yeah no i'll tell you something ominous is uh we were in our lockers uh it was before the second exam and it i think it was i don't remember if this was like a national holiday or an awareness day but before the second exam it showed up with um they had they put little flyers of a physician suicide hotlines and I was like, are they trying to tell me something about this exam? <laughs> or is that just a coincidence? Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, I came back and I was like, oh, wow. That's that's ominous. I don't like that. But yeah, I do remember, because I don't, I don't represent any other school here, but uh, Cincinnati, I've been told that they do exams every week. So it's less there, but could you imagine, like, how stressful that would be. Yeah. I mean, you're covering less material per exam, but at the same time, every week. Yeah, I think um, a mutual friend of ours and a couple friends that I know that go up there, it's like every Friday they have an exam. That I mean, would feel at like least you're not, on the gas pedal. At least you're not stressed over the weekend. Yeah, that's a fair point. This uh, So we just finished anatomy, and now we're on our fall break. So we got the weekend and then a couple more days in this coming week. to. And um, if, if you're a high school or a college student, you say, oh, my God, two days? That, that's not enough. No, you, you come to like it, I'm telling you. Because after our exams, so you don't – they're not cumulative because if they were, that would be insane. So um, just the night – after you took your exam and knowing you have nothing to do that night is such an, such a feeling. I've never been so excited for 12 hours in my entire life. Okay, Andrew. Well, I think we did good on this first episode. If you have nothing else, I I think that we're going to call it on our first episode. Seems like a good place to wrap it up. (laughs) So, um, so hopefully by the time I'm going to have this posted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'm going to try my best to get it everywhere we can. Um, if you hear this and you have questions, remember, uh, please email us at stethashowpodcast at gmail. Um, other than that, you know, um, any way you can get a hold of us, we we love uh, the audience to get a hold of us and ask us questions. Because if not, then we're going to have to come up with topics that might not help anyone. So, um, you know email us and we'll try to get this ball rolling a little help bit faster. Help you. Okay, we're signing out.